You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Hi, welcome to Revolution's After Show. We are discussing episode 13. The song remains the same. I am your host, Megan Thomas. Bing is for doing, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Larissa Mar. Larissa Mar, hello. How, How are, you? are you today? I'm awesome. Great. And Brandon London is out of town. He's a fancy football player, so he's got fancy football stuff he's got to go to. <laughs> but he'll be back with us next week. So this episode, we got something very, very, very important. Yeah, very. I think so. Yes, we did. And what we got was the explanation from Rachel, which I think was the most important thing, right? I think maybe, uh, I think Tom I mean, I being think, captured is like a real important thing, okay, too. Okay, that's important, but I will say I've been waiting 13 episodes <laughs> to figure out what caused the blackout. Yeah. So now we got that. So we're going to get into that in one second. But let's first talk about Major Tom Neville, and he seems to be going on a downward spiral. I think every episode is like um, Monroe starting to lose faith in him and just kind of really question his ability as a leader. Yeah, because first it was something to do, deal with his son, and then he let Miles Matheson get away. He had him right there in his home. But Miles get, get away from everybody. He no does. Matter what, man. He got away from Monroe too. Like he has his fighting skills is impeccable. Right, because he taught everybody. <laughs> That's much. why. So he, now we've got an issue with uh, Monroe not trusting in in Major Neville. So this is kind of the last straw for him. Yeah. He sends him out on a mission to go retrieve something very important. And Randall the Hater says to <laughs> says to him that he really doesn't, you know, he doesn't believe in him. He's kind of just like, you're kind of a weak guy, you know. Yeah. You've messed up a lot. Mm, you know, I don't really trust in you. So now Major Neville has a lot to prove. And especially because I think it was important to see that uh, Sebastian Monroe calls him a friend. He's like, you're one of my oldest friends. Like, yeah. And that was deep because you remember last week we talked about he don't he doesn't have any friends. Nobody yeah, since can, Miles. Exactly. Miles was his only friend. So he really, I think, under it all, Sebastian Monroe is really rooting for Major Neville because he's like, yo, this is it. If you don't do this, I got to trust, you know, Randall. Yeah. I think overall what it is with Major Neville is that he's kind of losing himself because he, he's losing, he lost his son. And his son was basically his most prized possession because he felt like, hey, you know, you're part of me. You have to kind of, like, represent me and the Monroe as a whole. But his son has let him down in so many episodes where he kind of betrayed him. So he kind of, I think he's kind of losing that faith in himself because his son wasn't able to kind of continue to follow in his footsteps and be the soldier and be the man that he wanted him to be. 
So that has affected him so much so that now he's not that awesome? I think he's not thinking clearly right now. And okay. I think that's kind of like a cloud on his judgment. Because now he has to think about that, hey, because I told everybody my son is dead, what if my son comes back now and then Monroe finds out I lied to him? But then also with Randall Flynn in the, in the, um, in the picture now, now he's kind of competing against, like, Randall Flynn to kind of be Monroe's number one guy now because Randall Flynn has a lot to offer, even though he said he don't want much, but he really has a lot to offer because he has power. He has the capability of bringing power back. Never only has the capability of tracking people down and killing people, but at the same time is that... Monroe's losing his faith in Neville because yeah. it seemed like every episode something's happening with Major Neville when he's not basically like upholding his end as being a leader and a commander because the Monroe family is actually dying now. Yeah, and and I think it's even scarier that now Randall is in the picture and that, you know, he's kind of being trusted. Because think about it, for this man to have power, he has the electricity to yeah. do stuff. He just doesn't have the manpower, the army to implement it. So now he joins forces with Monroe and he does have the army behind it. Yeah. Why does he still need Monroe? At this point, Sebastian Monroe should be scared and should really be on edge like, yo, what does this dude really want? Because he's just saying, oh, I'm just a servant. I'm I mean, but at the same you. time, I think Monroe just have that narrow vision now. Well, his vision is that I just want power. But Randall Flynn is pretty much, as we discussed like last week, he's part of he's part of the reason why the power went out. So his pitch is a bigger picture where he kind of putting the puzzle together where, hey, I have a small army that's kind of defending certain products or certain material that I have. But Monroe has a whole almost half of the United Northern United States supported him in the remote in the Monroe Republic. So now he looks at it. You have manpower. You have artillery. Yeah, I have the power of I have power. And I can get you everything else that you want if you just kind of follow in my footsteps. And like yeah. I said last week, I think Randall's really going to be that guy that's going to pull his trump card and be like, hey, I gave you this. Now you have to do what I, what I say. Yeah, and I think that's what, you know, Sebastian Monroe is very smart. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he sees through this and he's like, okay, I'm just going to have to use this Randall guy until we get to a certain point because there's going to come a certain point in time when there's going to be a struggle for power. Oh yeah. It's there's going to be, you know, they're going to, they're going to bump heads. And so he's got to know that's the next step with this crazy Randall dude. So here goes Neville. He goes out on this mission to retrieve something from this cement factory in Finley yeah. that we find out. And on his way there, the rebels, you know, it seems like they're, they're getting their camp together. You see them fighting. Um, Miles yeah. is teaching them to be excellent swordsmen. And <laughs> they put together a scout network now. So they have the little yeah. mirrors, which, by the way, I think they were like mirrors on the front of an iPhone. That's I what felt I like thought. That. I was like, I'm is like, that like <laughs> an iPhone? Like, they had like the circle. I was like, that's I an mean, what else, what else could you use an iPhone for Seriously. if you don't have power? So I was like, oh, they got uh, <laughs> oh, no. mirrors on the front of these iPhones. <laughs> know, right? But that helps them to send the signal all the way back. And this has got to be at least, what, 30 miles out because yeah. you hear Miles say they're about 30 miles away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 30 minutes away. So this is miles away that they're, like, showing. It's like mass communication right. through, like, sunlight and mirrors. That's, we got to keep Creative. that. We got to remember that. Remember when the, the lights go out, out, like, hey. Keep have, your mirrors. Keep your PSA. phones. <laughs> keep your phones. Keep your phones. <laughs> keep your mirrors in the event the lights go out. That's yes. how we will signal each other. Hopefully so, it works. So it works. So they are able to put together some, you know, they have enough time to kind of come up with a plan of what are we going to do because they're driving, yeah. so we've got to stop them. So 
they end up putting together, what is it, a bomb a that bomb. blows the car up? I think it's a pretty much a minimum, like a small explosive, but inside okay. the truck, that truck had like more explosive in there. So that's what called the bigger explosion because the first truck um, exploded and then it kind of like stunned yeah, Major Neville next, yeah. and he just kind of like, what happened to me? Yes. And no, so, you know the crazy part about that whole ride? He's listening to Lionel Richie, and he's kind of like becoming right? like more like on the softer sides and talking to the young gentleman. <laughs> he's like, oh, you don't know you don't know good music? And the guy's like, no. no. Where would he have heard music from? Definitely yeah. not an iPod or anything. I like the picture they kind of show Lionel Richie. I like, know. IPod. That's I so like, funny. They really use Lionel Richie. Now, hold on. Quick question, though. If you <laughs> had one song that yeah. you could play because you now got power after 15 years, what would it be? Um, it might be a gospel song. Would it? Okay. It might be a Kirk Franklin song or okay. something that makes me feel like uplifting. I don't okay. think it'd be Loud and Richie. I think mine's would be, I think it would be a Stevie Wonder song. Any song. Isn't she lovely? Uh, I don't know. Any song. But anyway, I was thinking about that. I was like, uh, I wonder if he was like, I have power. The one song I want to listen to is Lionel, something by Lionel Richie. But, I don't know. But the first thing about it is that on, it was on an iPod. Yes. Overall, and with the iPod, it's like, how do you get iTunes? Because it's already it's already stored on your phone. You just have to power it up. Okay, I was just really yeah. Wondering. You've never done that. I've had an iPhone that has been turned off for like a year or so, and then I was like, let me see if it works again. Sorry, I don't have iPhone products. Oh yeah, well, we gotta get you into 2013, Larissa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they the the bomb hits the truck. The truck goes flying. The driver dies, and that's when the rebels capture Tom Neville. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you're in for it now, Major Neville. Exactly. And so they take them and they they jail them and that's when we see Rachel ask who's the prisoner yeah and they're hesitant to tell her who it is because of all the anger that comes with Tom Neville because of what happened in the Monroe camp the capture of her son and the whole it's like a whole ordeal with Tom Neville right they have a nice history they have a nice history yes (laughs) so immediately Rachel's like what are we we're, we're not going to kill him. And Miles says no, because he, this man is very high up. Yeah. He's got a lot of information for us. We're going to have to get that information first. So Rachel is naturally, you know, she's a fractured person. So yeah. she's already like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. He killed, he killed Ben. He killed Danny. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So, you know, she's there. And, and here's the thing where where I thought what I thought was really good was that Charlie joins forces with Miles in this instead of being on her mom's side. Yeah. She's like, no, you got it. Like, we got to surprise. It's a exactly. surprise. It's Finally. a surprise because then Rachel actually tries to go kill Major Neville. She goes, you know, knocks the guard out. And yeah. here's her daughter saying, no, mom, you like, you can't do this. I want to kill him, too, but let's get some information first, and then we'll kill him. I think overall what it is with Charlie, Charlie has become numb now. Like, everything that has happened, she lost her father, she lost a lot of great friends, she lost her brother. And now it's just like, it's a bigger picture just killing one person. It's about, let's try to beat the Monroe because we don't have any power, we don't have anything to basically prevent us from being killed. So let's be let's be the bigger person. And with Miles, Miles keeping uh, Major Neville, he, he's a military guy. He kind of uses, he want to torture him and, yeah. le- and letting him know, even like when they actually go, when he goes in to torture him, you know, Major Neville kind of like... He toys with them. Yeah, and, and he, he he says, you know, how did it feel to bury Danny? 
Yeah. Like, dude, like, here they are you playing these mind games. Bring, hot button. Hot right. Button. So you want to die, basically. And then, yeah. you know, Miles tells him, no, we're not going to kill you. We're going to wait till you heal. Yeah. And then we're going to beat you up I mean, again. Overall, it's like Miles kind of felt it because, like, Major Neville actually started, like, really touching a, uh, a subject. He, all, all he kept talking about is the killing of Danny. Like, the reason Danny is dead because you, Miles, everything you've done. And then Miles just kind of get angry and just start punching. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the little physical, like, abuse that he gives him. And but like you said, he kind of tells, like, we're not going to kill you. We're going to let you heal. And we're going to do this all over again. You know, he kind of uses military tactics to be like, you know, it's just a torture factor until we get the information that we need. And it's, if you notice, the torturing from the Monroe camp is very different from the Rebels. Yeah. Because the crazy dude, what's his, you know, the, the guy who was the torture man. Oh, yeah. For the Monroe camp was using all types of tools. I mean, it made my skin cross. But, you know, the Miles kind of like, at first he kind of like looked at all the tools and stuff. What can he possibly <laughs> use? I was like, is he really going to use he that? He got a hammer, though. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's like, the other dude had all types of weird looking. Dis- yeah. Miles pulls out a hammer. Like, you That's know. That's all he had. But then, but think about it. He he, he was like, I'm not even going to use that. I'm just going to use my fist yeah. to your face. I think the aggression from like Major Neville kind of playing on Danny and Miles' emotion about Danny being killed in the last episode. And Miles is like, you know what? It's personal. It's not, it's not even business. It's more personal than anything with Miles right now. But he has to keep a level head yeah. to where he's like, hey, I got to do what's good for everyone right now, not just personally myself. And I had Rachel yeah. want to kill him. He's like, no, it's a bigger picture than killing one person because the Monroe family yeah. is still there and it can come after us at any time. Yeah, and, and I think that's the point that Charlie makes to her mother when her mother goes to try and kill Neville. Yeah. And so her mother says, you're just like Miles. And then her mom leaves and she runs into Miles and she says, what kind of world is it where you're better for Charlie than me? And she starts crying. And I think she comes to the realization now, like, Charlie is no longer a little girl. Yeah. Charlie is a grown woman, and she's making grown woman decisions. She has to. She has to. You know, this this whole war has forced her to grow up. Yeah. And she even tells her mother, she's like, you can't get emotional. We're in war. Yeah. Like I said, Charlie yeah. has become numb now to where that everything she does is not even for the benefit of herself. It's for the benefit of everyone else, where she's kind of played in a part as that I'm a killer now, you know, but yeah. I'm killing in the de- in the defense of I want to be safe. I want to yeah. make sure everyone else lives. Because you look at every task or a dangerous event, Charlie's that person like, I want to do, I want to go, I want to go, I want to yeah. go. So she's really kind of built herself up to be numb, to be a protector more yeah. so versus before is like she used to be that little kid I used to be like man like well she just shut up please like <laughs> let Miles do what he yeah, does yeah now she's a grown woman yeah so and, and th- it's funny because Rachel says to everybody that Neville is the type of man that will escape yeah and we gotta kill him before he gets away and so everyone's like yeah yeah we'll kill him once we question him so it's really weird because he ends up escaping but before we get to that <laughs> let's talk about his son Jason it's- so Jason comes back yeah. Jason's now a rebel. He heals quick. He heals very quick <laughs> after getting that beaten <laughs> yeah, from that, his father, getting yeah. the brakes beat off. kind of like, yeah. Yeah, so now he's, you know, he's with the rebels and he comes to their camp and, and Charlie's just like, what are you doing here? And of course, Miles is like, oh, no, you're not coming in here. Yeah. And he like sucker punches Miles in the face. He's like, that's for my mom. But at the same time, it's like when Charlie first sees him, like her facial expression is like a relief that he's still alive because she kind of feels like close to him again, but she really don't know this guy at yeah. all. So she still kind of got that soft side for Jason. Yeah. But the sucker punch, everybody's getting sucker punched. Like, right. what is up with this? But you know, Miles didn't even punch him back because Miles knew that he was 
guilty of. You He's know, a better man than me because I would have been like, uh, what? <laughs> what? I mean, but he didn't. He didn't hurt his mom. Granted, he exactly. Emotionally, he probably hurt her. Mentally, he probably hurt his mom. But you know, he what? didn't. He uh, didn't. He didn't hurt. Sucker punch. Okay, but I'm saying so. You know, in war, you're supposed to leave women and children out. So. I guess he could understand. Miles understood Marona why Jason. Marona understand that he kills he everybody. He doesn't. But Miles has a heart. He does have a heart, and now, as you see in the episodes, he's getting more of a heart. Yeah, that's you know what yes. Miles is actually growing to be a better person. Like he's actually become the leader of the rebel camp now. So everybody kind of sees him as in a different eye. Yeah. So which is good. And I and I like that about him. I think I, I'm starting to like Miles more and more because before it kind of seemed like okay, is he on? The good side, the bad side, but really he's only on his own side. Yeah. He's really not for the rebels, for the Monroe Republic. Now we see, like, he's got a good heart. He's for the rebels, and he's becoming a good guy. I think it's more or less guilt now. Everybody keeps saying it's guilt. he's guilty because he's the reason why a lot of this has started with the Monroe Republic or yeah. the way that they are because he trained them and pretty much the mentality that he has given them is to, we're going to be the number one survivor. We're going to kill everyone else because we need all the resources for ourselves. Yes. So I think it's more of a guilty conscience now where he's kind of like, uh, you know. He's trying to right his wrongs, basically. I did do wrong, but yeah. I'm going to make it right now. So, I mean, so but at the same time, it's also good that they have a strong leader. So now, like, the Monroe, Monroe Republic has a strong leader, and also Miles is a strong leader for the rebels now. Yeah. So, and, I mean, what better way to to get back at your enemy than to train yeah. the other side? You know what I mean? Like, So that's a good thing, even though they don't have as much firepower as the Monroe Republic. Swords. They have swords and they have the trainer. So, I mean, that's a, that's a leg up. You know, that's like mm. fighting a foot, a foot war with Jet. So, uh. Look, see, you're a hater too. You're just like Randall. Hey. <laughs> so, next thing you know, Jason comes in. They tell him that his father has been captured. Yeah. And they are, you know, he said he wants to see his dad. Miles is like, there's no way. So then later in the episode, you see that he actually goes to talk to his father. Yeah. And he talks to him about, you know, what's going on, and his father plays mind games with him. I think, you know what? Like, he's such a deceitful person. Manipulator. And, like, overall, like, his job on this whole, like, show is to manipulate everybody, to control everybody, and do the best thing possible for him to continue to stay alive and get everything that he wants. But you know what is even better that Jason recognizes that because Jason's in a very vulnerable position. He's been cast out. Yeah. He's basically on his own now and his he's been, you know, cast away from his family and his mother whom he loves. And his dad is playing on his emotions and he's saying to him, like, you know, I did all this for you. I did all this because I wanted you to be strong. This yeah. world requires you to be strong. You know, he does that. And then so when he sees that his son is is not giving in, he's like, I know you and I know <laughs> that you'll say whatever at this yeah. point. That's when he goes, he pulls a trump card. And he says, your mom, like, if you don't, that's fine. You don't love me. But what about your mom? Because if, you know, you know how Monroe is, he'll kill her. So, you know, saving me will save her. So, of course, he's now at this point, Jason's, you know, (coughs) I'm I'm watching it like, come on, Jason, don't fall for the okie doke. Don't do it. Don't do it. So he frees Neville. And I'm just like, great. But at the same time, Major Neville did have the point, though, because he felt as if, like, if he doesn't return, you know, they are going to kill his wife because that's just the type of person Monroe is. Yes. But overall, Monroe is not someone who's just going to kill an innocent person. I don't think he would have killed his wife. He probably would have held a capture, but he wouldn't have killed his wife. I don't know. I think he would have. He could have. He would have put her into, like, 
I don't know, slavery or something. Probably. You would have made her servant something. But anyway, so, <laughs> so you know, for a moment there, you see it looks like they're back on the same team. Because yeah. when Jason frees his father, he says, okay, now where are we going? And his dad's like, we're not going anywhere. He's like, no, where are we going? If mom's in trouble, I'll, I got to help her. So then he tells them, well, we're going to Finley. You know, where are you going? We're going to Finley yeah. to a cement factory. cement factory. He's like, well, well, why? What are we getting? And he's like, I can't tell you. And then the big reveal. So there's Jason's everybody. Jason's a traitor. Jason's a traitor. And his dad goes off. And yeah. he's just like, your mother's blood will be on your hands. I thought that was very noble of Jason to just, you know, because that's tough. Because it's the truth, actually. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the truth. So for him to really turn on his father like that, like at this point, there's no ever coming back. I don't think ever. I mean, but at the same time, he could never come back anyway because that if he would have came back, it would, the whole family would have died anyway because um, Monroe would have felt like, oh, you lied to me. You told me your son was dead. So it, are y'all working with the rebels? I mean, as a as a captain and a leader, I would think that, hey, if my number one commander came and lied to me, said his son died, but then his son's come back and revealed yeah. himself, I would think that they both are traitors and they're just kind of working against me with the rebel to kind right. of make sure that the rebel kind of takes over and that they kind of trade inside. So either way it goes that... That he was dead. He would never go back to the Monroe Republic because he's dead. Yeah. And so, well, at this point, his father has a severe hatred for him. <laughs> and I think before, he, he, you know, when he talks to his wife, Julia, he basically tells her, like, I had to do that because we would have also been in trouble had yeah. I not said anything. And then they would have also tried to go kill him. So, at least he's alive. He's just not yeah. with us. And we're better off without him because we're alive, too. Yeah. So, in a sense, he's still fatherly in that regard, even though it's a little twisted. Yeah. But now it's like you can never come back because not only are you supposedly dead and that would kill us if anybody knew that we knew you were still alive. Yeah. But now you've turned on me. You've turned <laughs> against me. You've manipulated the manipulator. But overall, it's like they turn on each other like last episode it was that, I think that was the final draw because he cast him out and told him never to come back because they could have had the fight and then he could have still went back home like before they, yeah. they fought before in previous episode but he was still part of the Monroe Republic but I think it was just the point of his dad was Tom was just like hey I'm tired of going back and forth with you because he saved Charlie and them the, yeah. on, on the last episode. So he's and like, before, why do you keep a couple like, episodes ago, too. Oh, he's a savior. Yeah. I don't know why. He's a savior. Because that's his boo thing. He loves her. Yeah, they got a special <laughs> thing going on. But I think either way it goes is that he's not able to go back. Yeah. So. And, and, and th- at this point, you see no emotion on his face when his father tells him, if your mother dies, her blood is on your hands. There's no emotion. I know it hurts him, but at this point, he's like, there's nothing else I can really do. Yeah. So we see that you know, Neville's put back in chains, but later on he asks for um, Padre, yeah. the fa- you know, the, the, the preacher, the priest. The priest. And, the, you know, he wants to make amends because he feels like, I'm going to die, so at least I want to try to confess. He's manipulating again. He's, again, again. Again, a manipulator. So he asks the father to, you know, l- release him so at least he can kneel. He's like, I know you don't want to release my hands, but at least release me so I can kneel. And make my confession, and, and the guy's like, "Are you serious? Like, you must think I'm stupid." Yeah. And at this point, out of nowhere, Major Neville busts open ah He's with like, hope-like power, free? and he kills the guard. He slices his throat, and then he kills the father, and even asks for forgiveness before he slices him open. Yeah. And then we see he had a he had a nail in his hand. But the weird thing about the nail is this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at the first time he was kinda like chained up. He he identifies the nail, which is roughly probably about like five feet away. 
And my thing is that, how does he grab this nail that allows him to be free? I don't get it. I don't know how he could have gotten it. I mean, did he, like, scoot his chair like this and then, like, rock back and try to, like, lean his hand? Like, how did he But I think they would have heard that if he would actually have any type of, like, a lot of movement inside the chamber because it was a guard on the outside of the chamber. So that was my thing is that how did he utilize the nail? First of all, how did he get the nail? And I, I, I think I, w- I think that was probably what he did. I probably if it was me, I would have been like, "Get me out!" I'm just been like screaming, just acting really crazy. And then as I'm doing that, like moving my chair around. You know how much effort you had to put in to move uh, your look, chair. He's got to get foot out. Four and five foot back. Yes, if you look, he's he's tr- he's on a mission to get out. You'll do whatever. Okay, I would have done it. He ain't got nothing but time in there. Okay. What else is he gonna okay, do? Okay, fans, um, we're gonna leave it up to you. Make sure you go and check out our <laughs> iTunes and download our um, iTunes podcast. Make sure you rate us on this episode and all of our episodes. Our iTunes app actually put all your podcasts in order and sequence from your favorite shows. But go to iTunes. It's a question out there: How did Major Neville get the nail and free himself? So please, 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 give us feedback. I mean, my conclusion, my I think. I don't know how you got it. So I need your help out there. So make sure you go to iTunes and download the app. Make sure you um, rate us and view uh, our viewing of episode 13? 13, yes. 13, thank you. You know, rate us, tell a friend, make sure you pass it on, and make sure you definitely download and subscribe because that way you can always get the podcast whenever they're ready. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to look for them. So then Major Neville escapes. He goes back home. And he goes back home because apparently Philadelphia is so close. I, you, know, you know, the travel <laughs> Again, time that the they travel. have is like split second. Like, yeah, I'm here. I mean, it could have been a couple of weeks before he got there. We don't really know. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's just weird how in, in this series because it's only, you know, an hour. They've got to fit everything in there. Yeah. So he busts in his door and his wife is having tea time <laughs> with her friends. Do you, and, you see how he like busts in the door? He's like yes. busting doors like... <gasps> Please. Right. And she tells her friends, get out of my house. After they were trying to be nice to her. She's so aggressive. But, I mean, she's like the perfect compliment to her husband. She is. Because, you know, she was being really sweet. And they were, you know, giving their condolences because Jason died. And she was like, at least he died fighting for the Republic. Yeah. And then she's like, get out of my house when her husband comes. And he's frantic. He's like packing his stuff. He's like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And she's like, this is our home. This This is where we're supposed to be. And he's like, you know. Monroe will kill us, woman. Let's yeah, go. Pretty much. <laughs> so she she agrees. And at this point, where are they gonna go? But I think overall, what it is now is that is that even though he's an outcast from the rebel, and right now, probably next episode, he's gonna be an outcast from the Republic. So now I think he's gonna join sides with the rebel. I mean, it's gonna be hard to kind of trust him. But but they, what what other choices does he have? He has nowhere to go because he know. can't stay in the Republic. And he's gonna die. I don't know. Or maybe they'll start their own little. You know, two people they can start a coalition of some sort. I don't uh, know, outcast. I mean, but I'm saying, but really, at this point, the rebels I don't know if they would take him because even he's done so much and he's killed, especially killing Danny and, and Ben recently. Yeah, I don't know if they'll take him, but I, really I mean, don't. but you look at the, the killing of Danny wasn't. Re- he wasn't like the person who killed Danny. But he did. He, he did call him. in the airstrike that was supposed to kill all of them, exactly. but it only killed Danny, at least out of this group. Yeah. Killed some other rebels and it killed Danny. So, I mean, I think, I don't think that he would be safe and he would die. He would definitely, he's got too many enemies that are rebels that would kill him if he tried to join. Yeah, we're going to have to see about that one in later episodes. Yeah. He, that, he plays a major part. He does play a major part. So that, that's going to be interesting to see. So then we see. Charlie and gang are 
traveling to supposedly the place where Neville was supposed to go. Yeah. So they're going to Finley and they're going to the cement factory. When they get there, they see Randall. Randall has this package that Travel he's getting fast. from this. They sure did. <laughs> but they said it was 25 miles. So yeah. how, I guess um, maybe fast. it was another day. Maybe it was a day. I guess they could do 25 miles in a day. I mean, okay. <laughs> so the next day. Let's say Stay the next day. Power walking. <laughs> They're power walking <laughs> through the woods. <laughs> and so, they, yeah, they see Randall there. And then they, um, so, of course, Jason is is like no let's let, he has his bow and arrow so this yeah, is what so. I thought was funny that he shoots the bow but it like hits the top of something he misses who he was supposed to hit did you see it hit like the top of, of whatever that metal piece was and so now it alerts everybody they're like whoa what's going on and I'm like come on Jason get your aim together I mean but you know what <laughs> from that point forward like he was on point he was he like was. running and like just shooting I was like this guy is real crafty he was like, I'm like yo hunger games over here he was amazing <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah, so so they, you know, they get into another fight with the um, Monroe soldiers. However, Randall gets away with this little box. Yeah. And they're able to kill some other soldiers. They go in and they find out that it is a nuclear bomb. A nuclear. Uh, yeah. A nuclear bomb. It's kind of scary. Like North Korea. Like, yeah. Well, today. Tomorrow. Right. right. Okay, so exactly. <laughs> so they now they're really scared because... You know, you even hear um, the comments made, well, we're over here with sticks and stones. They got a nuclear bomb. Yeah. This is no, this is definitely not a fair fight. It's never been, but it seriously is not now. I think now it's just the point that they just, they really understand that they have to kind of find some type of power source. Because you look at it, they have power. They have the ability to have helicopters and machinery and automobiles and trucks. But now they have a nuclear bomb. So now it's more of a threat. So now we really have to do something to change our way of thinking, uh, change our activity, and prevent the Monroe Republic or Randall from basically setting off a nuclear bomb. Because if he, if he does, he, he wins. And, and, and here's the question. What, what do you think are the reasons for this bomb? What are they going to do with this bomb? I think it's more, it depends on how big the bomb is. I mean, they can actually wipe up other republics um, and just kind of really like, okay, we can set this off. If you don't, we're going to basically put a nuclear bomb on you. Or they can just basically just kill people. I think, and I think they're going to use it as leverage. Like you said, I think they're going to try to say, we have a nuclear bomb. You do not. Do what we say or we will blow you to shreds. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. It might. I think it's going to definitely scare some people. But at this point, it's now become very real that they've got to find, they've got to turn the power back on. They've got to get more power, which is, you know, they get back to the camp and they tell Rachel and Rachel sees the plans that um, were written out. And she's like, best guess, it's a bomb. It's a nuclear bomb. So she and Aaron are now on a mission. They have to go to the tower. That unfortunately, yeah. they go into a tower, the tower, and it's a, basically a suicide mission because she says they're not coming back. I think it's the more so that when she said they're not coming back, it's like she's. I think she's giving up. Yeah. I, I think Rachel's giving up right now because she just feels that hey, this is the last resort, and if we don't get the power, you know what's going to happen next. Exactly, and then if at the beginning of this episode, we see that she told Aaron what 
actually happened. Finally, we finally kind of get some finally, questions answered. Yes. Where's that? Rachel's talking about what what's really ha- what really did happen and what's happening now, and why Randall wanted actually control the power and get all dependents to raise you to turn the power back on. Yeah. So that so what she said was that they were like little computer like viruses. Yeah. And all the there's two things that they do, which is they absorb electricity and they replicate. Yeah. So we're not quite sure what happened, but we know something went wrong because it was supposed to be contained, if you remember um, last episode when she was talking to Randall in the flashback, she's like, we need some more tests to make sure we can contain this. Yeah. It wasn't contained and it ended up going global to the point where instead of them just trying to turn off the power in Afghanistan, they turn off the power in the entire world. Entire world. So now these little things have just replicated like crazy. They're everywhere in the world. She's like, we're breathing them in. They're all over. So apparently, I think whatever's in the tower on level 12 is going to either change. It's going to somehow change the program. But isn't the tower the DOD, right? I don't know if it's the DOD. I think, well, no, I don't think it is. Because if you remember in the flashback, Randall was talking to the tower in in one of the screens. And he was talking to somebody else. And they were sitting, I think, in the DOD. Because I think overall what it is now is that the tower is probably where they initial, initially started with the whole... Um, it's the power source. I think yeah. it's, the, it's the brain. It's the central nervous system for whatever is going on. It's, yeah. it's, it's central command. So whatever is going on there, if you fix that, then it will... It will completely turn the power back on. Exactly. So, but you know, the crazy thing is Aaron, as she's like explaining this to Aaron, Aaron's just like a little kid. He's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> he's really like in tune to everything that all the pictures, all, everything that's written. And he's like, he like he understands this. And we this is his he was world. Like, yeah. This but is he wasn't like, he was in Google. But I'm saying, but he's com. a tech guy. And she, what she says is this is basically a program. These little viruses are pro- computer programs yeah. pretty much. And that is right up his alley. Yeah, he he's a computer programmer. Like- he was happy because think about <laughs> it. If, if you're a, a tech guy and yeah. there's no electricity, what are you going to do for 15 years? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You know, unless Survive. you become a farmer <laughs> or something. Or, exactly. So, and that's what he's done. And so, this is just making him so excited because, of course, now there's ho- this is this is his realm. Yeah. All he needs was power, and he's back into his element. Yeah. And so now Rachel knows she's got to go to the tower. She's got to go because if she doesn't, then the entire world is at the mercy of the Monroe Republic. Yeah, that is true. So, so they decide to go and. It's it's a little sad because she says that they're not coming back. And, you know, she has a moment where she talks to Miles about it. Yeah. A very steamy moment, I might add. You know what? I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. I just felt like they kind of had that chemistry. Because you know how you see people and how they kind of interact amongst each other. And it's just like... They kind of give each other that eye. It's like how Charlie gave Jason that eye. Like, oh, you know, I'm kind of attracted to you. I have feelings for you. But Miles and Rachel has done this in several episode yeah. even the last episode when they went to go see um what is the guy from the last episode where they got all the um the house they went to uh you talking about malik yoba's character no the other one oh uh john john when they went to yeah. john house when they had that that moment and she was like back up yeah for me so i just think it's, it's like it's been coming i kind of expected it i'm kind of glad it finally came out we just that's, have to see not a, that's not a sister-in-law interaction. Uh, yeah. That is some... So what do you think? Do you think they had an affair? Or do you think this is just pent up from them being around each other and this is um, like the first kiss they've ever had? No, I definitely don't think it's the first kiss that they ever had. I think it probably stemmed from when the Monroe Republic when she was captured from there. Oh, well, I think it was before then. 
I think it was maybe when the lights were still on. I I'm think. trying to give them good faith right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're cheaters. No, but it's, I don't know because it seems like they like she really loves Ben. You know, when he was her husband. So it's really hard to say that they had an affair. I don't know. I don't want to believe that. I just feel yeah. like I just. I just don't feel like that. I wonder would they ever tell it, though. Yeah. I think they will. I hope so. I hope they don't do us like they do. did everybody in the show Lost, where they yeah. never told you anything ever. Yeah. But I don't think... She's not going to die. I don't think Aaron's going to die um, right now, because they're, they're too important. You know, they both both of them both tech guy, tech people. They really kind of understand what's going on, and they, they have the only capability of helping the, rebel, the rebels out to... Restoring the power for them. But I think they, because the way that Miles explains it, he says that they have to go across the Plains Nation. They got to go far. They're yeah. going like halfway across the U.S. So why don't they have, they need a, some, some muscle power because neither one of them is really the brawn. They're the brains. So yeah. they sh- I think they should have taken somebody with them. And I definitely think, even if it was Charlie, and I know she had, you know, Rachel said, I have to part with my child because I'm probably going to die and I yeah. don't want my child to die. And I so you know I I understand that, but now she's parting with her daughter yet again. But she doesn't have a problem parting with like Aaron can come. Aaron can come and die with me, but yeah. my child cannot. And you know she tells Miles that he has to take better care of Charlie than he took of her. That I'm like, what does that mean? I guess what he means is that do not leave me because you know he left her okay as a as a prisoner in Monroe's camp. But now it's like y'all working together because she initially probably thought that in the beginning when the power went out, when Miles kind of like got her in Monroe camp, that he would be there, help support her, and he wouldn't let any harm happen to her. So now it's like, now you have my daughter, protect my daughter. Okay. I can see it being that. that. And was it you or Brandon who said last week that you thought that maybe Charlie was his daughter? I think Brandon said it. I don't know. Now I'm starting to think it might be right. Uh, you don't believe that theory? I believe it, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know, because now I'm just like, what is going on but, here? But you look how she departed this time, because like when she first left, when there was like little kids, she's like, she promised that she would come back, you know, like, stay with your dad, I'm coming back. But now she's like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. So you ha- you're an adult. It's pretty much you're an adult now. You have to survive on your own. You've been doing well for yourself. And she kind of compliments her on the things that, you know, that she has seen her have, that she has grown so much. Yeah. And now it's just like, I know you can take care of yourself because I've seen it. Yeah. And I think she also knows that, you, you know, it, I think it, it hit the nail on the head when she realized that her daughter was just like Miles and that that wasn't necessarily a bad thing because in yeah. this world, that's actually a survival yeah, tactic. I think that's what it and, is. And I think she's like, my daughter's grown. Yep. She's, I'm not even going to lie to her. I'm going to tell her that I'm leaving and I'm going to be honest with her and tell her I'm probably not going to see her again. And I'm probably not coming back. And that was big because this is it. Like, you know, yeah. they, they don't have any other family. It's just them two. And for her to leave her daughter yet again. She's not going to die. I don't know. I, I mean, I just think it's so tough. I don't know whether to say, is it selfish or is it selfless I, that Rachel would leave her daughter again? And this time by herself because there's no dad or brother. I think it's selfless because the fact that she's telling her so that she can continue to be strong and fight for the fact of, even if I die, you're still fighting for a great cause. Okay. I think that I will say, I get your point. But I also <laughs> think that, I think, I feel like she should have let her daughter come with her. No, I'm sorry. I wouldn't. Why? I would not want my child to kind of experience what I'm about to experience when she can be here and be more safer here than for the both of us to fend for ourselves. Because Rachel is not a fighter. 
Okay, so yet again, that's why she needs to have some muscle with her. And Charlie is clearly muscle, honey. But she can take care of herself. They're going to need somebody that has fighting skills but on think, this trick. I think, like, where they're going, there's no such thing as a Monroe Republic. Because I think, like, with the tower is not in Monroe's camp. No, it's not. It's way over across, like, like she said, yeah. past the Plains Nation or something. So I think it would kind of come across, like, more rebels. And they'll probably assist them, like, passing through. And they probably have a bigger issue, like, once they get to Tower 12, because Randall do have somebody there. Yes. Um, actually, probably has several people there protecting Tower 12. I don't know. I think she just, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, people. But I feel like she should have taken her daughter with her. And if they die, they die together. <laughs> Such well, a woman. everybody can die at any moment at this point. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's safe anywhere. We've seen that. So yeah. why not take your daughter with you? Maybe you get a couple more days with your child than you had before. But at the same time, it's that, it's that thing that when you kind of have your child with you, then you kind of defending you're defending for your child, and you, it kind of takes your mind and your focus off the the task overall. Because now you feel like, oh, I have to protect my child. Versus like with Aaron, Aaron's smart, but at the same time, it's like every every man and woman for themselves. Versus like, oh, it's me and my daughter. I'm looking out, but I rather I have to look out for myself. Okay, I guess you're right, Larice. I'm just Jeez, saying. Louise. I guess you're. I'm getting from right. a guy perspective, like you know. No, that's like, it's like a dad. It's not like a good dad. Hey, you know. Aww. Aww. <laughs> 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 like that. So here, we, here they go. They go on this mission, and it's really sad yet again because yeah. now they're leaving. Yeah. And they're on the mission to go to the tower, and Charlie is left by herself, and you know, more importantly, she's left with Miles, and Miles now has to deal with like. Now I'm basically responsible, not only for myself and not only for the rebels, but I'm yeah. responsible for my niece because she has literally nobody once else again. at this point. Once it's again. just her and I. Yep. So I think this is what helps open him up to be a more humanistic person, to show his softer side because now he has to care because he's got somebody that he's taking care of. But, yeah. but yeah, you know what? I think now is that he feels like he has to take care of her. Because, like, in the beginning, when she was like, hey, I have to find Danny, he was just like, you're like an annoying brat. Just like, stop. Just let me do what I have to do. Stay here. But now I think they actually need each other. Because every time they kind of go on a mission, it's like, it's Miles. It's Charlie. Then it's like they have everyone else. But Charlie has become a key factor in taking over certain buildings or fighting against the Republic. Okay. I, I guess I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Now we're going to go into predictions. Predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay. Ladies first. Let me just start and say the the preview they gave for next week is amazing. Yeah. Um, they're going to the, uh, what is it, Georgia Federation. Georgia Federation. I want to live in Georgia Federation Georgia because, nice. yes, they got moving vehicles. They Power. got They got nice clothes. Bargaining and trade. Man, they, I mean, it looks like, it looks amazing and it's yeah. great. And their leader, like I said last week, I gave you the spoiler <laughs> that their leader is a woman. She's actually on twenty the show 24. Yeah. Um, but it looks very interesting. But they, you know, this is the first time that Charlie has ever left the yeah. Monroe Federation, but she's got to go there because now this nuclear bomb is targeted to oh, targeted man. at them. Yeah. So now they're going to find the bomb. And this is, I'm excited. I'm so I'm excited. very excited. But at the same time, she kind of like, when she see Miles, yeah. I think they already had an encounter before because she kind of made a comment like, you know, you kind of like left me before. Yes. So I think it's going to be that confrontation. And Miles has done 
<laughs> injustice yeah. to everyone by now, I think, besides probably the California Republic or whatever. Yes. But I think, like, everyone that he has, he has came into an encounter of some type of, like, military-like yeah. fight or something. And I want to know how they have power. That's what I'm going to know. But here's, here's what my prediction is. I think that I don't know if Rachel and Aaron will survive the entire trip. They have to. I don't know. They have to. I think Rachel definitely will. Aaron, I'm not so sure. He he have to. Okay, so what's your prediction then? He, Aaron's the only, like, between Rachel and Aaron, they're the only, like, two tech people on the rebel side. And they both understand the mechanism of the um, the the element of the absorption of energy and how they have multiplied to cut off the power source. So I got they got that in common. But also, I think Major Neville is going to make a reappearance uh, to the rebel camp. I think he just should just move away to the Georgia Federation, is what I'm saying. Everybody should go to Georgia Federation. It looks amazing. <laughs> hey, hey, it looks good. <laughs> they got great food. Right. Transportation. Right. So um, I am your host, Megan Thomas, and I am so glad that you guys joined us. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at MegScoop. Where can they find you, Larice? I am your host, Larice Shamar. You can find me at Larice Shamar and, and TruePeoplesMedia.com. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! See ya! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 